Welcome to Old Panic, No Disco, where no conversation is off limits and the laughs are always free. These two earned their blunt friend badges many years ago, so you can count on them to always keep it real. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Arwen and Cami. Okay, guys, welcome back to our show. So this week we have a very special guest. Lots of people have actually been asking, inquiring where the hill we're even doing this at, how we're doing it. I know you've seen our pictures that we posted and it looks super professional and that's because it is. Yes. We're here with a local legend, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) You guys might recognize her. She was on Hot 96 for many years. And I say local legend because literally everyone that I tell that we're here in the studio with Claire is shocked that I know her in real life. So this is celebrity status here with us today. So Claire, everyone knows your voice, but go ahead and say hi. Yeah. So hey can. guys, thanks for having me. <laughs> Yay, we're excited. It's so fun to be on the other side of a microphone again. It's been yeah. a while. Yeah. So she's literally the professional. We're the amateurs today, but <laughs> pretty much this week, we've just been creeping all over Claire's social medias, her podcast, yeah, life and history of Claire. So yeah. we're just going <laughs> to rapid fire, ask her everything can I ask you this first okay did how, did how much did you know of me prior to starting your podcast here okay like, did you so, listen to the show a long time had you never listened uh, I I knew you from hot 96 absolutely okay. yeah, yeah. Me I mean I feel like when you were on I mean we were like that prime age of yeah. people listening to hot 96 yeah how old was that does that make you feel old <laughs> it's okay I feel old a lot lately no you're not old <laughs> I do. but I'm saying like Duh, when you're, when you're like a teenager, you're listening to Hot 96. Yeah, what yeah. else are you going to listen yeah. to? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, no, I was very like, oh, when I asked Haley, Hayden now, I almost said Randy. Yeah. <laughs> I asked her if she knew of any podcast studios, and she was like, yeah, Claire. And I was like, oh, that's like serious. Like, <laughs> I don't know about that. And here we are. And here you are. Yeah. You guys are so great. No, <laughs> What an you experience are. this has been. Yeah. yeah it's so been fun. It, I think it's neat. Yeah, because I did. I mean, growing up, there wasn't an auxiliary cord in the car, so it was Hot 96 that we were listening to. So, nice. yeah, I do think that it's neat. That yeah. Did you ever, like, cool. meet Claire anywhere? Because a lot of my friends have been like, no. I met her once. Oh, my gosh. I met her. And I'm like, yes, I know her. Claire, yes. But, no, this is the first time I saw Claire was when I met her to talk about the podcast. So, so you are not on radio anymore. Nope. It's um, been about a year and a half. Which is, is that weird that you're, yeah. yeah. So, what do you do now? So um, when I left, I went to work for a digital marketing company and I did that for about nine months and then I went out on my own. So I work for myself completely now. The podcast studio is just kind of on the side Mm -hmm. um, as people come along, but I do social media management and some marketing for different clients. Yeah. That's so neat. Yeah. It's been great. I've done that since August of last year. So I'm still getting the hang of things. I just went to do my taxes um, Friday and it was, you know. I'm going to owe some money. Yeah. <laughs> never painful. had that before. Oh, it's no. painful for sure. But, yeah. um, but overall, you know, I get to make my own schedule and it's been just really great. So, and that alone, yeah. I mean, is worth it. So yeah. going back, how long had you done radio? How long were you in radio until you ultimately, I think it was 12 years. That's so crazy. I graduated from USI in 2010. What is your degree in? Radio and television. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of kn- have known you've always wanted to do this. Sort of. My college path was crazy. Okay. I went to IU my freshman year. I came back to USI my sophomore year oh. um, after falling for the shortstop for the Evansville Otters. Oh. 
There were some other things involved in that too that just it felt like I should not come the home, baseball boys. Not the uh-uh. baseball. Yeah, don't boys. recommend. He was he was actually a good guy, but it Same. didn't work out. Anyway, and then we he lived in Phoenix, so we dated long distance my sophomore year, and then I moved to Phoenix my junior year. I went to a community college out there. Uh, we broke up, you know, about a year later, and then I was back at USI. And at that point, it was like, okay, what am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. What do I want to do? And I had a friend that said, if you could do anything, no restraints what would you do? And I said, oh, I'd host a TV show like Oprah. And then it just kind of started to click. So I found radio and television at USI as a major. And my all my credits, like most of them transferred at oh. that point. And I took some summer classes and I ended up graduating in about um, four and a half years altogether. Well, that's, that's pretty, nice, yeah. especially so, with all the transfers. Yeah. That's kind of... Oh. Well, I racked up some loans for sure. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, and then I I had to get, I knew when I was at USI, if I didn't get an internship pretty quickly, I definitely wasn't going to get a job, you know, just in media, definitely now, but then too, you know, it's hard to get your foot in the door. So I started interning with the um, Hot 96 morning show at the time. That was my first internship. Who was on at that time? Adam and Shonda. Okay. okay. Oh, I remember listening. I remember them for sure. Yeah. 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 So that's who I trained under and learned everything from initially and yeah, they were great. So like you said, you kind of bounced around a little bit. You went to Vegas too also, right? Okay. Talk about that. What did you do there? um, It was my second job. So I got hired full time at Hot 96 right before graduating in December of 2010. And in 2013, I got a job offer. My first job offer was in Las Vegas. Oh, So um, I packed up my car, didn't know a single person. You drove all the way over there. My mom went with me. We, um, yeah, packed the car full. I didn't have any furniture because I was still living with my mom at the time. Um, Packed my dog in the car, all my clothes, and found an apartment when I got out there. Opened a new bank account, you know, they didn't have Fifth Third. You started fresh. (laughs) Started fresh, fresh, yeah. Which, I mean, if you'd lived in Phoenix for a little bit, you'd already kind of searched that corner of the world a little bit. So maybe it wasn't all so unfamiliar, but still. Yeah. I mean, how old are you at that point that you... I would have been 24. And you're just moving across the country by yourself. No big deal. And then did you move back because of a job or for a guy? No, um, I moved back for work. That's good. Yeah. 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 So Vegas was like, I learned a ton and I grew to really love that city, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't an easy transition jumping from Evansville to Vegas in, in the radio world. And the company I worked for was really, really large, but they didn't put a lot of resources into Vegas. And so I was frustrated. I was working all the time. I was on multiple stations. Um, not only on air, but behind the scenes, I was scheduling all the music. I was having meetings with record reps scheduling stuff with artists that we played that would come into town and um, managing even other on-air personalities near and far, like that were in other cities. So it was a lot of work. And I just kind of felt like that's not why I got into radio. Not that I didn't want to work hard, but Mm -hmm. I wanted to be on air engaging with people. And Mm -hmm. I kind of realized that the only way I was going to do that was going to be if I got into mornings. And so I hunted around a little bit, but you kind of have to be in morning radio first like mm-hmm. you kind of need a it's part-time not what job you know, or, it's who you know yeah yeah and I had made a lot of connections at that point but not quite enough to get a role on a morning show in a city I also wanted to live in I was gonna have yeah. to go backwards I was gonna have to go to some city you'd never heard of and at this point I'm like 26 27 and I just really didn't want to do that mm-hmm. so um my old boss at 96 had reached out 
and was like, I hear you're looking. We may have something for you. It wasn't mornings at the time. It was afternoons and assistant program director. Mm. And that's kind of what I had been doing. But I thought if I'm ever going to have an opportunity to do mornings and host a morning show, it's going to be in my hometown. So I didn't want to give that up. You know, it's like I'd always hosted my own show. I'd done nights, middays, afternoons. Mm -hmm. Why should I have to be the co-host to a male host to get into mornings? Yeah. But that's the reality mm-hmm. a lot of times. So you really wanted mornings. Is there a reason? Is in radio? I have no idea. Mornings yeah. are like the coveted spot, or yeah, okay. yeah. It's a uh, it's a big drive time listening. Yeah. You know, you've everyone's got the driving most listeners to work. Mm-hmm. At, for sure. Um, afternoons have started to rival mornings as far as listeners go, but the way that the show is set up um, in afternoons is much more mu- music focused. Yeah. Whereas in mornings, it's talk focused. Yeah. And so you get to build relationships with listeners and really engage in conversations, which is the most fun. Yeah. That's the reward of radio. And um, not that the music part isn't fun too, but. Yeah. Like the science behind it. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah, it is. Okay. Going back a little bit, you said in Vegas that you would like arrange with artists that you're playing and stuff. So like who is some of the, who are some of the most famous people that you've met? So my first interview out there was, um, with Rascal Flats, my first artist interview. Okay, so love. I was I was on a country station and later a top forty station. So. I am not a Rascal Flats fan. Oh, I am. I yeah. am. Um, Do you like country music? <laughs> that is very cool. Uh, though. <laughs> obviously, Hot ninety six is not country whatsoever. Yeah, I would rather not be in a a specific genre. Sure. I got so sick of that, you know. Yeah. And when they brought me out to do radio there, it was like, hey, like. Um, pop country was really taking off. New mm-hmm. country was taking off. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, what we really like about you is that you aren't a country girl. Like we want you to be yourself mm-hmm. and just enjoy the music because we think that's what our fan base is now or what our fan base is becoming. But then they tried to get me to do endorsements for Boot Barn. I was at <laughs> rodeo events all the wow. time. And I actually kind of enjoy that a little bit, yeah. but I, that's not me at all. I'm the same way. Like, I mean, I don't, I'm not a horse girl. I was not, no. never, yeah. I was raised in the city, like not a country girl whatsoever, but I do enjoy like the rodeos and like the Western style yeah. and like all that stuff. I mean, you don't have to be literally living on yeah. a ranch to be enjoying right. that kind of stuff. But I didn't want to live it. And I felt like that's, that was kind of the case, but all of the artists I met, from country radio were amazing. Like mm-hmm. all of them are nice. Yeah. Um, so, so were you like nervous, like meeting the Rascal Flats, or you really weren't a fan of them at the time? So you were like, meh, whatever. I mean, you know, look at, at my <laughs> middle mean, school dance. I danced to all of their songs. I so don't, like, I don't I like Rascal Flats, and I would be yeah, yeah. starstruck. Oh, I mean, I all three them. of them were surrounding That's me. So I've never cool. done an interview before. I can't believe you don't like Rascal Flats. I just yeah, them and the Zac Brown band. I just don't what like I know you. I'm gonna send you a playlist immediately yeah. after this that you have to listen to. That's okay, crazy. I won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I met I met all of them except for like I never met Luke Bryan. Oh man! Um, but a lot of the bigger country artists, like I, I did an interview with Garth Brooks. That is neat. Too. Brett Eldridge, but like, like you're all just of like, them. Oh, yeah, like getting Shelton. to hang out with them and yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I cool. mean, and you're like a 24 year old like yeah. cute little girl, you know, <laughs> hanging out down there. I'm there sure was they, one. Ate you up. Yeah, um, that's so no, neat. none of them, none of them did. I was actually hoping that like I might. Oh, yeah, know, come on. It didn't happen. It never happened. <laughs> that's when you change your stat single. Yeah. <laughs> you wear a shirt single and ready to mingle. Yeah, to my, no, my <laughs> bosses would actually like, I was frustrated because I felt like it seemed so unprofessional, but 
but um, they would always tease me in front of a lot of those guys. So like Frankie Ballard, I don't know mm-hmm. if yeah. you know. Yeah, Sunshine and Whiskey. He was kind of coming up at mm-hmm. that time. And so he was in town a lot and I was like kind of secretly, you know, had a crush on him or whatever. And every single time he was around, my <laughs> boss would say like, something out loud in front of him yeah <laughs> my face would turn like bright yeah red. but no, no they were trying to help you girl <laughs> I know but you ain't getting anywhere by secretly having a crush yeah well yeah. It, it didn't help me either way that's cute <laughs> that's cute yeah so you move back here mm-hmm. and then you start the the, the show by yourself yeah and I, then you did afternoons with the guys yeah you did, did afternoons, afternoons first. first who was your oh. co-host then I didn't have one. You didn't have one, yeah, so it was just you and the afternoons. Gotcha. Yep. Did and you then, like it doing? Did you like doing it better by yourself, or did you like having the the guys with you on it eventually? You know, now that as much time has passed, I'm not sure. Yeah, if you would have asked me. I mean, and nothing against them. You know. Yeah. yeah. No, it's definitely more fun to do it with someone else, but it's also a lot harder. Mm-hmm. You know, coordinating, getting to know people, and truthfully, like in morning radio or. Yeah, any any kind of show like that, you're not choosing your co-host. I mean, you may get some say, sort of. Sure. But it's not like you're picking your best friend that you already have that chemistry with. You're picking you someone that you think would compliment you and then building that relationship from scratch on air yeah. in front of everyone. And it really takes a lot of time. Yeah. So, I, like, I even just doing this podcast, obviously we've had lots of things that we've edited out, like yeah. we've said things we didn't want to say. How do you train yourself? To you know in your mind there is no edit feature. What yeah. you say, it's on. Yeah, um, practice. I think it's just I would a lot just of practice. Never ever be suited yeah. for that position. Absolutely not. Don't put, ever put me on live. TV. <laughs> don't put don't put us live on the air. Oh I always gosh. say that you know everybody always thinks that, but if once you get thrown into it and you don't have a choice, you figure it out. Yeah, yeah. you figure it out. And truthfully, like at the beginning, especially when you're starting doing like a night show or you know and you're working your way up. You've got so much opportunity to practice. Okay, this break is only going to be 15 seconds. I've written, I've typed out exactly what I'm going to say. So it's like you just do that over and over and over again. You start to know what a minute sounds like. You know how long, you know, if you're going to plan out a break about how long it's going to come out to. So yeah, just yeah. lots of lots of time. And just effort, a lot of time and practice. Your whole life, everything. <laughs> yeah, it becomes your identity for sure, which is gone now, and that's it is weird. So you're recording with the guys, and then how long do you guys do that show for? And that's in the morning. Yeah. So you're doing the morning show. So I took over mornings in, I don't know if that was 2017 or 2018. Okay. And then up until what year? Um, 2021? And then you're done. End of 2021? Man. So I guess it would have been 17, because we were on the air five years. Okay, I would just have to ask because I'm nosy, but why yeah. did you leave? Yeah, so um, radio is a really tough industry just in general. And over since I started, you know, 15 years ago or whatever, it's changed a lot with new technology. It's not even just because of the Spotify's and things like that. Yeah. It's also just because there are other places for businesses to spend their ad dollars So before traditional media was where you spent all of your advertising money. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, there's social media and influencers, everything, Instagram ads. There's yeah. Yeah. So didn't exist. Radio stations have had to be really creative and evolve with the times. And, um, but there's been a lot of uh, downsizing along the way. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's happened here locally. I mean, you know, kiss used to be fully live years and years ago. And now I don't think they have anybody live on that station. Mm -hmm. Golly. Um, Hot 96 is heading in that direction. Mm -hmm. So 
yeah, I think, you know, for me, it got to a point where I knew that I was going to have to move, but I didn't see a lot of opportunity for that in a city I wanted to live in, in a role that was going to be fulfilling anymore. Mm -hmm. That was part of it. The other part was the pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. And so that happened, you know, March of 2020. Mm -hmm. By December of 2020, I was in the hospital out of nowhere with a brain lesion. Um, yeah. Come to find out. So I was at work one day and just my speech started to like slur a little bit. Oh my gosh. It was after the show and Cooper and I were pre-recording a few things and um, he actually didn't even really notice, but I could tell and I laughed it off, but the rest of the weekend still felt weird. By the time I got in Monday morning, I couldn't read what's trending mm. uh, our first segment of the day. And so I went to the hospital and uh, it ended up taking a long time, like a couple weeks, but they ended up figuring out I had a brain lesion. Oh my unexplained. gosh, Didn't that's know. terrible. A lesion is just like a scar. Mm-hmm. It was like a, a spot on my brain, but I felt like garbage. Yeah. Like it was really hard for me to think clearly. And um, so I didn't go back. To, I was off the air for probably like three weeks and recovering from that is something I'm still doing. So yeah, I think once I got back on the air and I still didn't feel well and I didn't know what was wrong, it was just like waking up at 4 a.m. and doing oh that gosh. show. It was just too hard. Not it. Miserable. So, yeah, I think it was all of those things together. Had I not gotten sick, maybe I'd still be on the air somewhere. Sure. But um, I say sick because I don't know what to call it. Yeah. Now, uh, today, I know that I have Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune oh, yeah. disease that affects your thyroid. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm worn out all the time. Mm-hmm. Even like right now, my voice is weak. And like, I don't know, I'm just, just sleepy and, and don't feel great. Yeah. But I'm taking like a lot of supplements and Mm -hmm. I've altered my diet doing all these things. Do you do like an all natural kind of look into it? Yeah. Um, I went to Mayo Clinic and didn't get answers. Like I've been around the block. It's been a whole Mm -hmm. thing. But then I went to Massachusetts. There's this doctor called, um, his name is Mark Hyman and he's like a really, popular functional medicine doctor Mm -hmm. started the functional medicine clinic at Cleveland clinic. Okay. And, um, he's got a practice in Massachusetts and I got in. And so I traveled all the way there and I don't see him. I see one of his other doctors, but, um, so we have done lots of testing We're taking, I'm doing lots of supplements. I have been doing an autoimmune paleo diet, which is terrible. Mm -hmm. I do not (laughs) recommend, I can't eat anything. I'm starting to reintroduce foods, but it's like, no gluten and no dairy, which is kind of, you know, like common for things, but um, no nightshade vegetables, which is like peppers and potatoes. Oh my gosh. That also means no black pepper, no eggs, no nuts and seeds, um, no beans and legumes, no tomatoes. So like nothing. I can have meat and s- some vegetables and fruit and coconut milk and, you know. So it's really strict. It's really strict. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Has that helped though? Um, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it hasn't been long enough. I don't know, but no, I still, I still How feel pretty garbage. Been doing it? I started the diet in December. Okay. See, I would give up after day yeah. one if I didn't instantly feel better. Yeah. No. You know what? It's yeah. not worth it. I know. No. It's tough. There's no one Sonic. I talked to my doctor and he was like, look, I always tell my patients that they're lacking patience. Like yeah. you just got to wait and, and. I get that. It took me a long time probably to get in the situation I am now in. Um, I always thought I was relatively healthy. I guess not. But um, so I'm just doing my best to like lay low, get through this time, heal, Mm -hmm. and then 
Yeah, but you're not. So you're also renovating your house. (laughs) So (laughs) talk a little bit about that. So I have a lot going on. Yeah. So you have a house down here in Evansville, but Mm -hmm. is this the house that you wanted to transform into like a little business and or is this a totally different thing? This is different. Okay. So when I was still doing the show and I lived in Haney's Corner. When I moved back from Vegas, I got out an apartment in Haney's Corner and loved the neighborhood. Yeah, it's such a cute area. It's a cool place. Yeah. And um, I would walk my dog all the time past these two lots that had a sign that said for sale. And so I started inquiring, figured I would live here for a while. I'm from here. Even if I moved for a radio job, it would make sense to have a house here. And um, I thought maybe I could like build something really small. Not that mm-hmm. I had a budget to build, but you know. And yeah, so they sold me the lot and I had to sit on it for a long time. It made it complicated because it had to be part commercial, which is where the business idea came in. Because of how it was zoned. Yeah. Yeah. But because it's, it had to be a commercial building, it had to be financed like a commercial loan, which requires a much larger down payment than a house. And I worked through that for a couple of years, but again, then COVID hit, prices skyrocketed. It was going to be... It was already too expensive and it was going to be an extra $100,000 to build after COVID prices. So I was like, you know, and at that point I had just left the show and I Mm -hmm. thought, you know what? I'm finally free. Yeah. So I just need to let this go. So you, you grew up here in Evansville. Mm -hmm. Are you, did you grow up in the area that you're in now? Like down? No, I grew up on kind of like the North side. Oh, okay. um, Off Oak Hill Road. Okay. Nice. So you went to North high school Mm -hmm. the whole bit. Okay. So did you play sports? Like what were yeah, you yeah. like? What, what was high school like? Yeah, I was um, always athletic, like played sports from a young age and basketball and softball were my favorite. Um, I gave up basketball my senior year, but otherwise played, you know, through high school, uh, softball all four years. And then um, going into college, I kind of thought maybe I wanted to play softball in college, but not enough to go to a specific school. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go to IU. So I tried to walk on their team and just barely missed it. And, but I had trained really hard. And so I joined the rowing team, the women's rowing team. Oh my gosh, cool. But come to find out you have to be kind of tall to row. Oh, and you're not. And I'm five foot (laughs) one, maybe. I mean, same. Yeah. Yeah, None of us are tall. (laughs) So, but I'm the perfect size to be what's called a coxswain, the little small person in the boat that kind of directs everybody else and keeps them on pace. I'm trying to get that job. You don't have to row. You're just like, (laughs) I didn't have to work out traffic director at that point, but I still had to wake up early for all the workouts. Mm -hmm. And after a while I was like, this isn't for me. Hell no. Yeah. Are you a morning person? No, me either. Wait, how did you wake up for those radio? (laughs) It's brutal. Adderall and coffee. No, literally. (laughs) Yeah. I've never taken Adderall in my life. I feel like I really need it. Like (laughs) I will say that, I'm not a morning person at all, but there was something about getting up before everybody else and like knowing you had a show to do and like you couldn't be like I I was almost never late. Um, well, you I mean literally you cannot be like yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm kind of a late person. Well, and that well, I was gonna ask that earlier. Like I would not be able to not take vacation. Like yeah. you can't leave. You're right. the show. So yeah, for me, I think that would have been. I'm good. I don't you know. I don't want to be on radio anymore. That was always a conflict for me because I loved radio and I loved what I got to yeah. do. But as much as I liked it, I also really want for my own life to have a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. I want to be able mm-hmm. to work from other places, be able to move around a lot, travel a lot. And um, you can't have both. Yeah. So I'm trying to build that now in my life. It's just taking a long time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, another one of your episodes that you had talked with um, your therapist, which I thought that that was Jeff. really interesting that yeah. you did that. I didn't listen to the episode, but I think that that's a really neat concept for you, you know, to be so open with people and to talk about, um, I mean, any more, you know, mental health really isn't taboo, yeah. um, you know, like and, and yeah. And so I think that that really is important. You don't really have to talk much in about it, but I think that that, I just wanted to say that, that, that I think Thanks. that's really neat that you, yeah, open up like that. And especially when you do have an audience that you do and, you know, everybody has their shit. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely, <laughs> when I went to see um, my therapist, I had just turned 30 and it was like, I was frustrated with certain things at work. I hadn't had a successful relationship. I was like, I know what I want in a partner mm -hmm. and I'm not finding it. Um, my dog had just died that my dog that I had for 10 years, you know, and I was like, maybe I've got some stuff that I just need to talk about. Mm -hmm. So he helped me uncover a lot of things that I thought I'm because I wasn't having depression or anxiety mm -hmm. or anything like major on the surface. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I didn't really know that how much I needed someone's guidance, but it helped, it helped uncover a lot of really Do good things. Do you still go or? I don't right now, yeah. but I usually check in mm -hmm. still you know, everyone's That's in a while. great. Yeah. yeah. So running into your love life. So what kind of situation is that? Because I think whenever I was what listening. What kind of situation is that? <laughs> <laughs> I think um, whenever I was listening, um, you were in a relationship with a guy and he had went to a prominent school and there was something to do with flowers. Is this ringing a bell? Yep, yep. He like sent Joe. you flower. Okay. So what was the situation with that? And was that, is that like the last serious one that you've had? Or is I've that had one since then. Okay. But that ended in early 2021. Oh, so it's a little fresh. Do you, do you Feels date? like a long time. Yeah. No. No. No, I don't date at all. Yeah. Um, mostly because I, I feel like there are no options. And that sounds maybe weird, but like at 35 and single here, mm -hmm. um, and, and I've never been married and I don't have any kids and I don't want anyone else's kids, you know, yeah. not to say that if I didn't fall in love with someone that had kids, that it would be out of the question, Sure, but I would have to fall in love or like they'd have to be really great because mm -hmm. yeah. I don't, I don't want to be stepmom right away. Like well, they I need to sleep through the night and like go to the bathroom by themselves. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be able to travel and like do all of these things. Absolutely. And so if you're a good dad, like you, you've got to be around your kids more. So mm -hmm. anyway, um, yeah, I find dating to be pretty tough, but Joe lived in Florida. His sister, his twin sister worked at the radio station, like behind the scenes. Okay. And she was like, Oh my God, I have the perfect guy for you. And, um, he came in town and we all went out. And I actually thought he was kind of like stuck up and just obnoxious at first, but he was just we had great conversation like mm -hmm. he was con and he was constantly texting me and then pretty quickly like we just kind of fell for each other um but he cheated for sure yeah piece of shit yeah I mean like right Screw out of the you, gate Joe. yeah there's I, we could we could be here all night talking about not all but night, he but. cheated right out of the gate you said basically like so he came in town around Thanksgiving and that was the first time we had ever met. And so we talked then nonstop for a month. And then he came in town for Christmas and we decided to make it official. Mm -hmm. New Year's, he went on a trip. So like a week later on a trip with his friends, it's like an annual ski Couldn't trip. could even make it a week. And he was like, I'm the fifth wheel, yada, yada. But he was super weird on the trip. So I already kind of thought, you know, yeah, maybe something two was and happening. Two. Um, yeah. It was really weird though how it happened. So like it was like a week after the trip. And I, he and I were like talking on the phone. He was already back in Florida 
And I took a nap one afternoon and I woke up and I was like, who even is this guy? Like I barely even know him. And I got on Instagram and I started really creeping and it didn't even take me long. I just started going through like girls that he followed or followed, they followed him or something. And one of the first ones I clicked on, there was, there was a photo of them Shut up. in front of a Christmas tree, arms around Posting each other up. Yeah, I on the ski trip. And so I called him out on it, obviously told him it was over, you know, and then your one week relationship yeah, well, is over. Uh, a couple weeks or a couple days later, you know, I was like, okay, he was so sorry. He said that he didn't know what to do because this was a girl that he had been talking to before meeting me a little bit, but she was out of town on some long trip whenever like the month that we were really talking, she had already bought her plane ticket way in advance for this trip. I don't care. Well, honey, I know, what I know. do you mean? You're a full grown adult. Yeah. Tell her the gig is off. I have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know. Huh? What do you it's mean? So do you speak basic. English? I'm confused. But I gave him another chance and I ended up going out to visit him um, val- around Valentine's Day. And even while I was there and he like bought me roses before I left for the trip, then on the trip, he took me for like a couple's massage. Like he always went above and beyond. But there was something like, well, we went, he was compensating. Exactly. Yeah. We went to a restaurant or something. And I remember seeing this, something happened. Like some girl looked at him and I just got these weird vibes. Like intuition was just shouting at me. Like he, he's not. He was love bombing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, we ended things right at the beginning of the pandemic. So right in 2020. And then uh, you haven't dated anybody really since Thanks a lot. Then. No, then I did. I did a recommendation. <laughs> I know. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> I dated one guy after that, um, later that year, but then he was six years younger than me. <laughs> um, but he was great. But then I ended up in the hospital and all of these things with my health and it was mm. just too hard. Yeah. So we broke up, um, you know, like March, 2021. It's so hard. I mean, even when I was over here in school and stuff, I would get on like Tinder um, and like the dating apps and stuff. And like, I met one person, I think off of that. And then that was it because yeah. I think I was so nervous too. Like, it's so weird not knowing these people. Then you're supposed to meet up and like, yeah, it's just, and I'm not an awkward person. And I was, it was awkward. Like I just, yeah, I, I agree. It's I not just, for me. It's not. And yeah, so I completely, yeah. Plus, you have to be, like, attracted to someone in a photo, which, you know, photos in real life can be totally different. And so I might meet someone in person, the Mm -hmm. same guy in person, and really like them. But how am I supposed to know from a screen, you know, unless you're just, like, really putting it all out there and going on lots of dates. But I just don't want to do that. I don't have the energy for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You know, so, yeah. Every once in a while, I'll get on Bumble and scroll through and, yeah. Don't find anything that tickles your fancy. No. 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 So I'm hoping to, so I ended up buying a house. It's also downtown in Haney's Corner and I'm fixing up. I've separated the upstairs and the downstairs because Mm -hmm. I just didn't really find that I was using the upstairs. And so I'm going to rent out the upstairs, hopefully as an Airbnb to start. Good for you. Get some more money rolling in and then hopefully be able to get out of town a lot more. And then maybe I'll meet someone. Where do you want to go? Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Like, do you want to stay in America or do you want to go? No. Like, as a matter of fact, right now I'm obsessed with Love Island UK. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen your post about this. I need to watch. It's making I've me want to watch it. I, I think you I would love really reality like it. TV. Yeah. Love it. It's such a great show. Start with, I started with season eight. Okay. Um, Season nine is the latest one. That's a great one too. Mm-hmm. 
and there's still new episodes coming out, but their accents are great. <laughs> I love I'm the accents. Yeah, and just like it. the different things that they say, like, I don't know, I probably can't even think of anything, but you know, they say like cheeky a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like, it's a cheeky yeah. chap. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're just like, what? I watched The Circle. Did I you guys know, watch that I on watch Netflix? That. Do you guys do The Bachelor, Bachelorette? Not no. anymore. I oh, saw the, I the screenshot of the one um, where they the bachelor had COVID, so they had to that do that was the, last week. Yeah, <laughs> they had to do the rose ceremony through FaceTime. I These are weird it. times. Watched it go down. It's it was just great. not the bachelor is just <laughs> not the same as it yeah. used to be. Like oh, no. I was like obsessed with that show. Like especially during like Peter's season, I was like all in, mm-hmm. and I loved Peter too. I didn't I like be. his mom. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Hmm. Love it. So you grew up here and then um, your dad was a dentist. And yeah. then is your mom still in Evansville? She is. Okay. Yep. So talk a little bit about your dad and like, and what his yeah. journey was. So um, when I was talking with Claire earlier, we had had the episode with Haley, um, and I had mentioned that my dad was a recovering alcoholic. And so when I had listened to Claire's podcast, she had mentioned that her dad also had struggled with that. And so, yeah, um, tell us a little bit about your dad. Yeah. So my parents um, were married until I was about 15 or 16, and then they separated. So they were together like 20 years. Um, I have one younger brother. He's four years younger than me. So my dad and I just always had a really, really close bond. My dad loved sports. So, you know, I started playing at East Little League when I was like four yeah. and just, um, that was our thing together. Um, obviously as I got into middle school and started getting into boys and friends and things, we didn't spend as much time together, but we just always had this really close connection. But my dad was an alcoholic. I never knew that until maybe like late middle school, early high school, where sometimes he would drink too much and he'd embarrass me a little bit in front mm-hmm. of my friends or something. But it was never like at the forefront, um, for me growing up until my parents separated. And at that point it was really clear. And he would like text me when he was supposed to pick up my brother from school or something and ask if I could get him instead. And so we kind of butted heads around that time, but then ultimately was that why your parents had divorced because of the drinking? Yeah. My mom confronted him and had, um, wow. And I mean, good for her for not, you know, telling you and bringing you into the middle of it. She kind of let well, you know, your dad shows true colors yeah. eventually. And I, guess, I was old enough to kind of know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they tried to keep me out of it, but I, I saw it all, mm-hmm. you know, so we would have conversations for sure. But yeah, I think she tried for a long time to make yeah. it work, but he decided that he didn't have a problem and he didn't need to quit. And so he moved out. When I was going into my freshman year of college, he was threatened with losing his dental license um, for being reported for drinking on the job. And so he either had to enter into rehab or mm-hmm. give up his license. And so he went to rehab. So I was at IU my freshman year. He was in Chicago. Um, he came to visit me once. And it was like the first time I'd seen him sober and forever. It was super cool. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. But it didn't last a long time. You know, being sober at that stage in life is super isolating mm-hmm. because um, he grew up here. All of his friends that he's known his entire life are also probably alcoholics, honestly, yes, you know, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, maybe functioning better than him for sure. Mm-hmm. Passing better. But so it was like, you know, you can't just go play golf with your buddies because they're all drinking beer all day long. And so after a while he gave up and, um, he went to go work at a community college. He said he always wanted to be a teacher, you know, and then he started drinking a lot and drinking really heavily. The summer that he died, my brother and I had a conversation where we were like, if we don't talk to him, 
this could be it. It's terrible. Um, yeah. So I actually did have a chance to have a conversation with him and it was a really good conversation. It was just kind of, I had actually been dating a guy that was a recovered alcoholic at, in, you know, his young twenties. Gosh. And, um, and so he had kind of like helped me understand some different things about it. So when I, my dad and I were on the phone and I just said, you know, it's okay if you try to quit and you fail, like just keep trying. And, um, he was really receptive. We were supposed to hang out the next day and go play basketball outside and like shoot around. He canceled on me. I was annoyed, but that was the last time I talked to him. Oh man. So he tried to quit on his own. He should have entered into a facility, Mm -hmm. but he didn't. He did call my grandma to come and stay with him. And she did. They spent the whole day together. They went and paid child support and talked about the future and they got ice cream together and all this stuff. And then he went to sleep and didn't wake up. And she was there staying the night with him. Yeah. Oh man. So Just your in the relationship, you would, would you call it estranged at the time or? Um, probably, you know, I was in my lower twenties and, yeah. you know, trying to find my way. Exactly. And your college such, yeah. and <clears throat> work and all of those things. And like, just didn't, I mean, we talked for sure, but not, not a lot. On your Instagram, I saw a post of you giving your brother on his wedding day, like a handkerchief. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. What was that? Um, it, I just got his signature embroidered on it or I think it said, I love you. Um, but we don't have like, we, Oh, my grandma yes. has a lot of his stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know how much of it is left, but we don't have a whole lot of it. And that was one of the things that I had. So I just, That's sweet. That's sweet. we surprised him with yeah, that. That is sweet. Yeah. Hopefully Aww. he has it framed and not wadded up in a corner somewhere. <laughs> he probably does. <laughs> so are you close with your little brother? Um, I wouldn't say close. It, four year, does he live here in Evansville too? He does. Okay. Yeah. We've got a, a four year age gap. And yeah. we, so we were never at the same school. And then like I was gone a lot, like mm-hmm. living in other cities. Yeah. So if I need anything, he's there in an instant. Um, and we tech, we try to stay in touch and text, but he's never he's calling brother. me. I yeah. know he's never like, Claire, how are you? Like what, tell me what's going on in your life. <laughs> um, I think that's normal. sounds like yeah. you guys are close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're super close. Uh, so I think, um, like maybe just follow up with like, what, so what do you do now? What are your, like your hobbies yeah. and your fun things? What like brings you joy, you know, to your every day? Truthfully, literally nothing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Sitting on the couch, hanging out with my dog. (laughs) It really is that right now. Like my, and it's been a roller coaster over the last year and a half. Like there have been definitely points when I felt better and I was doing a lot better. Um, And then there are other times where I feel worse and it's just harder to get things done. Mm -hmm. But between buying the house, renovating, starting a new business and spending so much money on my health, like I need to make more money (laughs) than what I'm making. Yeah. So I'm, um, it's hard for me to like get out and Mm -hmm. go travel and all these things. Like I really want to right now. So I'm really just committed to getting through this period of like healing, getting this house ready, getting my business off the ground. And those things are all going really well. They just take a lot of effort Mm -hmm. and like staying on top of it. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I'll have the Airbnb done in the next month or two. That's so exciting. I am really excited about that. I think that'll open up a lot of doors for me, but honestly, because just like through this process and the diet, like I can't just go out to eat with friends. Yeah. Um, I told you about like what I can't eat. I definitely can't drink. Yeah. I mean, I've cheated a few times for sure, but like (laughs) rightfully so. So I'm not a lot of fun at parties. So I just chill a lot. Like I honestly, I'm just trying to embrace this season. I watch a lot of good shows. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a dog and a cat. I actually took in another cat um, that used to belong to a neighbor 
got left behind. Um, prior to that, I was fostering kittens. I Aww. love fostering with Vandenberg Humane Society. That's been super fun. And yeah, that's really it. I'm hope my, my goals are to get the Airbnb going and then like hit the road. Oh, well, I hope you do. Yeah, that's Thanks. super exciting. Yeah. And maybe start a podcast again. But yeah, um, yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. Why don't you do it anymore? Yeah. I'm just tired a lot. Has no yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired a lot. And then like, I don't know if you can hear it, but for me, my voice is weak. Like it just, it's hard for me to get my words out. I can't hear it at all, no. So that always holds me back. I've got a home studio too. And like, oh, really? would yeah. like to do voice work on the side. You should. But I just haven't, I just haven't launched it. Yeah. So, well, I, I figured we, yeah. So, um, I think at the end of each episode, what we should do, um, is maybe do like a favorite thing, um, that we've been kind of obsessing over maybe like within the last week or something right now. I am obsessed with this song. It's called, um, stick season by <gasps> noah kahan yes, I love oh that song it's too. so good do you know it's that so song good. i don't oh I'll yeah have to listen it to it it's yeah. a good one yeah it is a good it one it was like trending on tiktok i think that's where i saw it first but yeah. i think that he was on um either like saturday night live or one of the jimmies i'll have to check because i was i like a lot of, of his Jimmy's. music yeah honestly <laughs> yeah okay so tiktok good. for music discovery yeah no seriously <laughs> it really is it really is um what's something that i'm obsessing over um what was the food that you made it was a blackened tilapia with crawfish sauce. Oh my gosh, it looked so. So good. my mom used to make that. You didn't find that on TikTok. No, oh, that's thanks. from Chris, <laughs> Crazy Chris's cookbook. But yeah, my mom used to make that growing up. It looks so good. It was nice. delicious. Maybe we should post that recipe in the picture on, you should. Our, on our page. Yeah, because it was so it good. I so want good. to try it. Do you have anything, Claire? Look, Love Island UK is a great show. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> beyond that, I will say that. The Last of Us, I know, is popular on HBO. Yeah. A lot of people are watching that. Never it's a great heard of show, it. too. Um, it's zom- a zombie show, but it's oh. well done. And then um, Carnival Row on Amazon Prime is one of my favorites. That. It's two seasons. The second season just came out, and it's the last one. Like, that's it. So. Have you watched the last episode of The Last of Us that just came out? Yeah. I did not hear good reviews on it, oh, so really? I'm nervous to watch yeah. it. Yeah. I've been watching it, too. It's anything, really good. Yeah, yeah, don't tell really me anything. Show. Okay, well, that wraps up our show for today, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.